Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the CS School podcast. My name's Grace Gupta, and I'm a copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. The objective of this podcast is simple. We speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learn about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Shane Ketterman, an Enterprise Customer Success Manager at Simple Texting. For those who don't know, Simple Texting is a leading platform for sending mass text message campaigns and connecting one-on-one with your customers. Shane has a lot of experience with many facets of technology, customer success and business. He has experience working for startups, small enterprises and fast-growing corporations, and his specialties and passions are customer success, solution architecture, inspiring people, training them and ongoing learning. Well, hi, Shane. Thank you so much for coming on to the CS School podcast. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing great so far. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a sunny Thursday. I'm excited. I'm very excited for the week ahead. Absolutely. The end of the week. Me too, me too, absolutely. So you've come on this podcast and I'm really, really excited about this topic because it's something that you see a lot about it spoken about on LinkedIn and it's a big central part of customer success, you know, outcome-based thinking. Um, but to kick things off, let's always, you know, I'd like to open things up with explaining what we're talking about first. Um, I think, you know, for any new listeners who may be a bit, you know, want to maybe demystify this term or just just for just for clarity for this episode i'd like to ask in your words like what is outcome based thinking and why has there been such a big boom of this topic this strategy because i know customer success is an outcomes is, is in the outcomes business but how do you, you know how do you act on that that sort of buzzword well how do you really bring you know it's all well and good saying outcomes focus but what does that actually mean yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, that's 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 fascinating because I think there's a couple things there where it comes from is outcomes based selling, which mm. um, was a is kind of a selling technique a lot of people use, selling value instead of you know selling a a product or or a you know a feature. Um, so, in customer success, outcomes based thinking is similar to that it's kind of selling in a way uh an outcome meaning a business goal so um it's it's more about focusing on their business and their goals and making it about them and focusing far less on the product and any of its features that's where it comes from mm, okay yeah and how would you say that kind of operates in like maybe a company that is perhaps product-led growth, you know, like where the product is the focus. How does our customer success manager, head of customer success, whoever, you know, is there like a bit of sort of a barrier then with those sort of schools of thought or those sort of approaches to business? I think there can be, um, though, I think they can both live together because if you look at it as if if you're product led, uh, product first, uh, you have to imagine that the customer is probably not product first. They're they're really focused on, you know, what's in it for me. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds more salesy, but when you're talking about 
outcomes, you're really talking about the very beginning of the process, right? During onboarding and adoption. And this is like a critical inflection point, making sure that even if you're product led, like you were saying, it it's still, you can actually find those nuggets of value because that's really what's going to drive the customer forward. That's mm-hmm. really what they're there for. Yeah. They're not really there for the product. Yeah, of course. No, that's great. Thank you. And would you say like, in your experience, how would you say this sort of, if we can call it a shift, this sort of shift to outcome-based success, like how has that changed the way sort of businesses operate, you know, SaaS businesses and, you know, I guess traditional business models as well, you know, should be, I guess, adopting this kind of thought, <laughs> you'd think. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting shift. Um, I, I Like you were saying, if we can call it a shift, I don't know if it's necessarily... Um, so much as a shift as more of a a progression towards, mm. you know, there's this there's this idea out there, right? Of first, second, and third generation CSM. Um and and third generation, if that's what we want to call it, is more about this outcomes-based world. And so what's interesting is it's a really, it can be a very tough concept for a lot of CSMs and and even the companies that they support, because you're really talking about so far out of the box thinking. Um, a really good example of that is, you know, I may be, you know, a, a CSM for a product that is, you know, let's say lead generation, mm-hmm. and you would think that the product is supposed to help the the customer generate lead which is true. However, the customer in their mind, they may be looking for far more than just that, right? So as you get into it with the customer, you might find out that, well, they actually, yes, they do want to generate leads, but why do they want to generate leads? Well, they want to generate leads because, you know, they have this, maybe this really difficult industry they're trying to get into. Now, as it turns out, you as a CSM, you might have knowledge of that industry they're trying to get into. You can help them with advice and tips and almost be like a business consultant. Mm. That's a whole different, it's, it's a shift in thinking of, I'm not just sitting here supporting this product that I'm a CSM for. I, I need to broaden my mind out and be more of like a business consultant. Yeah, I that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I think I was just thinking when you were talking about that, it's, it's outcomes-based thinking. It's something, I guess, that really the whole business should be considering always. Like I know lots of, you know, this is something that crops up a lot in like the CS communities, you know, customer success should be a business-wise strategy. It's not just a department. So for a customer success manager or even like a VP of customer success, I imagine it's quite a challenge to get the rest of your company, your organization on board with this kind of mindset, this outcome-based thinking. So how would you um in your, you know, in a in a CS position, how would you best communicate the benefits of outcomes-based thinking, you know, in the sense of 
how would you know if you were talking to the, the CEO, for example, or talking to another department, you know, you say this is why it's good for the customer and this is why it's good for our business, you know, trying to trying to get the rest of, I guess, I guess, get buy in on this kind of way of thinking. Yeah, it can be. It, <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. Um, <laughs> I think one way, first and foremost, like one way is um, a bit of education. Mm-hmm. Um for the team, just educating the team on, you know, what is this? Because you you just don't want to throw it at people and say, hey, we're just going to be doing this, you know, um, educating them. That's at the team level. So educate your team on, hey, you know, we as a company have industry knowledge. Um, we're not just CSMs. We also are pretty much, you know, consultants. So start thinking that way. And I think... If you start at the team level on helping people understand what is consulting, um, what does that mean to be consultative, and what does it mean to be able to share that knowledge? Um, now, that said, how can you do that? Well, there's so many resources out there for you know for education on your for your team. I'm a massive proponent on educating your team mm-hmm. and. Maybe that's courses. Maybe that's bringing in somebody um, to do it, like for a, a whole day session. But really invest in that is so important. When you start moving up to different levels of your company, that's where things get a little more interesting because you, ha- you it's not really about, now you have to talk more numbers, right? So one way to convince maybe a VP or or like you said, the CEO let's talk about like hard numbers like churn they're they're really interested mostly in like churn reduction and you know your monthly recurring revenue and the metrics that we all know Mm -hmm. so frame it in that context okay and and make a direct connection say hey if we are able to get our customers you know more sticky by you know selling this value and showing that that win they will expand they will you know we will decrease our risk of churn that that's a huge way to sell that i like that so almost translating it translating it to the way that your in you know whether it's sales or the CEO what they want to hear and sort of framing it in that way to make it a bit yeah. more manageable rather than just yeah. some sort of oh there's this new strategy this new way of thinking you know rather than, yeah <laughs> yeah that's a yeah and and I'm always careful to do that too because <laughs> if if I if I were to say that oh there's this like there's this new thing or there's a shift or something you, it's, it's you're gonna get told to jog on aren't you <laughs> it's just gonna be like brilliant and yes. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, oh, well, how many other things are we going to try to get this right? You know, it's like that kind of a, we a lot of people, a lot of companies just don't have the resources to try things just mm-hmm. on a whim. So you really need some hard, like, and, and it's a challenge, right? If, if you're a team, a CSM team, or you're a, a CSM manager that, or a lead, you can't, if you don't have anything to show, you can't really like, yeah improve this. So <clears throat> one thing that's helpful is, and I've actually found this. So um, 
being a part of customer success communities, right, Mm -hmm. is a really big way to connect with other people at those levels and ask them, has this worked for you? What's some data you have? Can you share any, you know, case studies with me? If you're if you're at a company where you can't just try this kind of thing, um, what I've found though is most teams are able to, especially when it comes to churn reduction or expansion, um, they have a little leeway to try some things and prove, you know, track it and say, wow, this is really working. I can see it because our churn rate reduced by X. That's really interesting. Interesting also in talking about communities. Um, this, yes. hasn't been, this hasn't been published yet, but um, we're, cu- we're currently in the works, the state of customer churn. And through a survey we did, we found out that sixty over 60% of customer success companies don't have a dedicated community. And it just seems like an absolute, like a real lot, a real like loss there. I feel <laughs> like there's a really good opportunity to, also interact with your customers as well um, and hear hear what they're thinking. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. I thought it's just um we're seeing more and more <laughs> communities, you know, as well as customer success collective community as well. <laughs> but um yeah, just thought it was interesting. Um lovely. I think I wanted to um ask, so we touched on yeah. how important it is to have like hard facts to show the value of outcomes-based success. Um, so I guess data plays a huge part in, I guess, communicating that with other departments. Um, mm-hmm. Would you um, would you say, what kind of role would you say custom success teams play in driving business outcomes, you know, and how would you measure the success of these outcomes? You know, do you have any examples of um, of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so um, <laughs> I, I do um, have some examples. Um, one example is, you know, so and I, I examples are like hard because obviously it's it's specific to my role and, and the product we have. So it's not <laughs> but um, one example I can give is 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 this. So if if a customer comes to to us and and it's and I'm onboarding the, the the key point after so onboarding is you know typically and it's done in different in many organizations so I'm going to be more generic with this typically onboarding is done kind of with sales now I know a lot of companies don't do it that way it's like after sales mm. a lot more moving into like a blend where the CSM is introduced right into the sales process early so that the customer has familiarity, right? So regardless, if you're, if you're looking at um, this situation where the CSM is introduced with sales, let's call that onboarding. Mm. It's, it's a critical moment in that customer's eyes, right? We all know that, but it's also a critical moment for the CSM to put on this um, investigative hat, right? I want to investigate what this customer is telling me that <clears throat> this is my use case, but underneath that is something else. There's something else driving why they're there. And so what I do is I ask a lot of questions. 
and say, well, why do you want to achieve this? Okay, great. Well, well, why do you want to do that? Like, what is the driving thing? If you can unearth, and a great example, I'll give you an example. We had a customer come who said, I've heard about this business texting thing. And our CEO heard it from a friend and thought that it would be a really cool way to hire people. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, all right, well, what's going to happen if they can't hire people? They're not going to use the product. Right. So I finally, I asked more and more questions. I said, so tell me what it is that you are really struggling with, really struggling with. As we peeled away the layers, right? It's like an onion or something, an egg. I don't know. You're peeling away these layers. As we peeled away these layers, we got down to the point of, hey, we're in a very difficult industry. We're in the trade industry. People don't want to come and work in this industry anymore. We're having a difficult time getting them on on an interview. And I was like, okay, now we're getting at something. So in my head, in the back of my mind, I'm literally constructing in my head, okay, you're telling me that you're having a difficult time hiring. What do I know as me? What can I learn to help you hire people in the trade industry? And mind you, this whole time, we're not even talking about the product anymore, right? I'm getting them excited at the possibility of hiring. So what they told me is they hadn't hired someone in six months right? because it was so difficult. So I said, so I finally said this, I said, tell me this, if we're going to use this tool, texting, um, that's great. But have you asked any of your current staff how they would want to receive this, how, what they would be interested in if they were texting in to to learn about your company and and my and the you know the stakeholder she was like no i haven't and i said how about you do it go ask them and she got all excited she's like oh my gosh this is like homework i've got research and i was like exactly go do that go ask them and she did and they came and they told her all this and she was so excited she's like hey shane let's get on a zoom call i got to share all this data with you I mean, literally, she was excited. And, you know, here we are, we're talking about like CSMs having a difficult time reaching out to their customers, right? This customer was telling me to get on a Zoom. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, you won't believe what I learned. And I'm like, I, I want to know, tell me. So she tells me and, um, you know, as it turns out, they they kind of want to know what what's the pay range. Sure. They were like, Every time I see a job thing, I, I don't know the pay range. And so it was so simple. So I said, well, then let's put that in the text. Let's put the range in there. And I told her, and, 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 and she also said, well, they feel like they're just hanging often. They don't know what's going on. I said, then let's do this. Get them on a call immediately. Use like Calendly. Mm. Like get them on a call, a 15 minute pre-call. And she was like, oh my gosh. So this whole time, mind you, we still have not talked about the product. <laughs> <laughs> the 
all we talked about is ways to help them hire people and, and, and actually get people on a call. So now we tie the product to it, right? Finally, this whole thing rolls out and boom, in a week, they've got three like in-person interviews. Oh, great. So it was really about, if I'm, if I'm, if I heard that right, it's really about you identifying what the the value, even before you spoke about the product, you kind of tapped into what they needed, what they needed on a, yeah, rather than just shoveling in the product, which, because if you, if if you had taken that approach, and if you hadn't had that conversation with, with the customer, you probably wouldn't have. I don't know. It might not have. What, what no. do you, yeah. How do you think that would have worked out if you'd have? I can tell you how um, it would have gone like, hey, thanks for signing up for a product. Mm. Here's here's the features of it. Here's our platform. Um, you can do A, B, C and D with it. And um, I can help you, you know, adopt these features of the, the platform. Mm. Uh, you can do all these things with texting. Da, 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 da. And this will help you, you know, reach out to people and get them hired. So I'll check back in with you as you, you know, progress. Now, does does that sound that that's a, it's a just typical a bit, thing though? Yeah, it's it just sounds quite cold, doesn't it? Unless I was yeah. Gonna, yeah, it just just doesn't, yeah. So here's Grace sitting here going, okay, great. Thanks, Shane. You were you were, I loved you. It was fine. It was just fine, but not, wasn't like, you know, it wasn't it was, blow your socks off. Didn't it? Right. Okay. I, I got it. I got it. I, I saw the product. Yeah. It's really easy to use. That's fantastic. And so that you're left to, now I'm putting the burden back on you actually to come up with this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, and, yeah, that's it's <laughs> I just I can't do it that way. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah it, it seems it yeah, it seems like a bit of a crazy way to just not nurturing that customer yeah. and not not with their no. maybe the best interest of their at heart. Yeah, and it's a slippery slope, right? Like, okay, so I'm not a hiring expert, I'm not a recruiter. Mm. I'm not a recruiter <laughs> on the record you're not a recruiter <laughs> yeah on the record i'm not a recruiter um perhaps had i been a recruiter you know because some people would say well you're not in the recruiting industry so how do you know what to recommend to people and mm-hmm. i'm like well you just uh, it's you just have to have this mindset of well a i can learn yeah and learn and b um it's sometimes not about that it's just about people this is a people thing right um you know i'm if i was selling a medical SaaS product am i going to be able to tell a physician how to do something no but i can i can relate and i can learn and i can bring it back to business sure so to your point grace you said something about data and i just wanted to hear on that how does that case study help uh, a CSM team. Mm. Um, so what you do is this. If I now go back, for, first and foremost, 
I can email that customer right now and get a response within a few minutes. That actually is really important to know. That's a measurement because most of the time, and you'll see this in the CSM communities, a lot of the questions revolve around, hey, how can I get my customer to respond to me? Hmm. Okay, give them a reason. <laughs> so, you know, it takes hard work. This is, it's not magic. It, it's hard work to build these relationships. So from a data point of view, how fast can your, how you know, that response time with your customer is really important. And I don't think we measure that enough, but it's really important. Um, the other data piece is, is, okay, talk to this customer. Say, hey, if you are finding this successful, would you, you know, do a case study with us? Would you do a success story? If the customer said, yeah, let's do it. That's a huge win for your company. Like we're that in and of itself can help reduce churn. All of these little things. And I guess what I guess what I'm speaking to is these are more soft things, not hard things. And that's why it's also tough to sell, but they matter. They really matter. So yeah, just a, for sure. For with with like with when you've got case studies, I mean that's something that the rest of the company in different departments can you know jump on like you know me and Mar- in marketing that's like that's that's a huge win that's something that you can really like shout from the rooftops so yes. it's kind of i guess feeding it yeah that's that's really interesting like feeding it what feeding that sort of outcomes the success yeah. of the outcomes that you're king and sort of disseminating it around the rest of the company i love that yeah 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 um i was yeah i was just thinking about what you touched on before um i think we both spoke about it saying Obviously, outcomes, basic success is really the only, it's not the only way, but it's 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 like you the situation you described, that's the way better version of that, that scenario than not really thinking in an outcomes, sorry, in an outcomes-based thinking way. So, and so it's not necessarily something that perhaps every customer success team around the world does, which is a bit of a shame. So if you were if say somebody in a team is trying to trying to get sort of outcomes based thinking that outcomes based approach you know to be adopted wider in their team like would you say would you know what would your you know you mentioned education but are there any like pitfalls they should look out for do you think that you've noticed you know is it maybe like internal barriers would you say that's a that's a big one yeah I think one big pitfall is this, um, and this is a challenge for any team, right, is balancing the amount of time you spend with the customer, right? I mean, we have high touch, low touch, tech Mm. touch. We have all these other, you know, segments, way we segment customers. Um, But I think one important thing is, is it's, it's really hard to balance the you know, the amount of time you can spend on this because you're not a full-blown consultant. Like you're not, can be, I suppose, but you also have other customers, right? And then you have new customers. Mm -hmm. And so that's a challenge. Time management is a challenge when you're doing this because you can't, you have to find that balance of, hey, I need to do this well and effective, but I also need to read, 
expect that I've also got other things going on because if your customer relies on you too much for everything, that can also be like this strange kind of toxic relationship, right? It's like, oh, hey, Grace, I need to do this. Oh, Grace, I need, you know, so there's this boundaries and expectations, I guess. And I think somebody said it really well is set expectations often and early. So deliver that value, but also know, you know, set those expectations with the customer that, hey, look, you know, I've also, you know, this is not like an open door to just, you know, constantly be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. one big. Manage expectations. Yeah, that seems, that seems hugely important. I was just it thinking at, at Simple Texting, <clears throat> I mean, for the case that you just, just previously described about helping the, the, the trade, was it the trades? uh trade industry customer how many rough how many customers do you help like that or how many you know clients do you help like that at one time you know just I'm just curious to know from your perspective you know like because that sounds like quite quite a full-on approach you know you know not every customer is going to have that like you said you know you'll be high touch low touch but you know what yeah just trying to think how what that looks like for you on a you know day-to-day week-to-week basis does it you know Yeah. um, Well, it's interesting because we don't, we're not currently segmented by, by industry. So, um, you know, I could be working with a real estate customer one day and then the next day, you know, somebody in like the construction Mm -hmm. industry. So it's, it's, um, but I would say, you know, I handle the, these customers are more, I I would say high touch. Yeah. Certainly. And they definitely need a little bit more, um, not necessarily hand-holding, but more insight into how this can help them. So I look at this as, I call them strategy calls. Mm. And so I do several a week, um, okay. you know, strategy calls. But but again, it's a balance. Like, I will say one thing. I usually try, if possible, not to do these like back-to-back yeah, because then I feel as if I will lose. A, I won't give the customer everything they should have if I was trying to do that. For sure, I spread them out. Yeah. But several a week. Several a week. Okay, cool. That's that's, that's more for me, really. Me being a layman, <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to just curious. I'm sure everyone else listening. To this, everyone else listening to this is probably like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. That's just for me. Exactly. There could be people listening going. <laughs> Wow, I do like you know fifty a week, or or, or somebody goes like, oh, you get one of. It's, it's all relative though. Like it's also entirely yeah. based on like yeah. Every, no, I know, I know this has been said so many times, but obviously no company and no customer success team are the same. So it's, but it is, <laughs> yeah. but it is helpful to hear. Just I think for perspective, I think people do want you know people are obviously yeah. curious and they want to you know, but um, yeah, yeah, I try hard because when um, there's a handoff. To a new customer, um, I try really hard. I don't obviously. I'm not on Zoom when that happens, or I'm not mm. in person with them, right? Because the handoff it just happens, right? And so, um, I try as best as I can to get the customer so excited about mm. this strategy call. I really try hard yeah. to get them like, we're gonna like. I'm just even in my email, the language you know is like let's let's go we've got you know let's do 
like I get them excited. Like I want them to like, feel like they just, you know, got something that is going to really help them. So. Mm, yeah. Cause you also want, you also want them to think, obviously the, you want them the product to be valuable, but you also want them to feel like they want to look at their calendar and think, oh, got that to do, <laughs> do you know yeah, I mean? exactly. nobody, nobody wants that <laughs> yeah I really don't I mean I'm maybe they do you know maybe they do and, and I get it I mean the funny thing is we're all customers of mm. something all of us are and yeah. it it really is we <laughs> we forget that often I think it's easy to forget but I think about it all the time like I'm a customer and how do I feel when somebody reaches out to me I'm like I just want to use this. I don't want to deal. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's, it's tough, but you have to also imagine that your customer is not sitting there thinking about you and your <laughs> strategy call. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I completely, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this episode has given our listeners, um, I don't know, a bit more insight into what actually, I think it has, because I, well, I certainly have learned a lot <laughs> um, <laughs> about outcomes-based thinking. Um, and funnily enough, you're um, you're presenting on this topic at our um, upcoming Customer Success Festival in Las Vegas, aren't you? Yes, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to be on this topic and also I'm tying in like this idea of relationships at scale. Oh, so um Kind of putting the two together and showing people through case studies how mm. to uh, expand relationships because you know it's it's a struggle that a lot of teams have on how to scale those relationships when they're dealing with so many customers from maybe so many regions or so many just yeah. volume. So yeah, so I'm going to use case studies to dive more into outcomes. And more into the relationships. How do I create these sticky relationships? That sounds great. Yeah, that's. I think. I think. Well, I think if this this episode's been anything to go by, I think it's going to be a pretty special topic. Um, a pretty special test session, even. Um, I also just wanted to ask quickly. Um, why do you think you know? We'll talk. We, you know, there'll be lots of other sessions at the festival. Um, and some really really good ones. Some great panel discussions. Why do you think it's important that um, customer success professionals of all sorts of levels of seniority, why is it important that they step away from the day-to-day office grind and go to events like this? Do you think, you know? Mm. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, I'm just going to say this. <clears throat> I did work in the event industry for a while, and oh. I love it. Yeah, so... I am such a huge proponent of events. I can't even say it like, and I'm, and I mean like getting together. It, it is so important on so many levels. Like, first of all, the education, right? Mm. I, I will literally sit through all the sessions. Maybe I think I know the topic, but you just, you pick things up from people that you just, these little nuggets, you can't get this just by sitting there, like listening to say, you got to see somebody like you got to, And then maybe, maybe perhaps you're sitting next to someone and you say, Oh, Oh, Hey, you know, nice to meet you. I'm Shane. And they're like, and maybe you discover you guys have similar roles and you can talk and you can like, you know, 
And then there's, you know, all the networking things where you just meet people. It's, and this happens all the time, right? In the old days, right? You used to like exchange a business card. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> with your Rolodex. I'm like, I'm in a QR code? Is that what? <laughs> so but now, like, it's like you change, you know, exchange LinkedIn's and, and you never really know who you're going to meet. And that's the beauty of it. And somebody could say, Hey, I have a question for you. I've been struggling with this and, or whatever. Or the whole thing is, is about a human connection that is so important. Mm. I'm just a massive proponent of it. And I, I wished, I wish we could do more of these because I think, I think that when you walk away from these, most people say, wow, I am so glad I did that. I'm, I I made friends. I met new people. I've got this whole, you know, somebody I can reach out to now or whatever. So, yeah. Well, Obviously. that sounds like a ringing endorsement for everyone to get their tickets <laughs> and go to the Customer Success Festival in Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> you heard go. it. Here. You heard it. Yes. Here. <laughs> I would say go to all of them if you can. I, if I could go to all of them, I would. Oh, I think that's all we've got time for today, Shane. But thank you so much for such an enjoyable episode. It's been a real treat. And I think yeah. all this, or for me, especially just <laughs> even just this recording. But um, yeah, I think for listeners as well, I think we've I think we've touched on some really like really interesting parts and actionable parts as well of outcome, outcomes based, but outcomes based thinking. I will say that I will yeah. get that right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, it is if you've said it as many times as we have today. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's been great having you on and thank you so much. So if anybody, you know, was particularly struck by this or perhaps wanted to talk to you more about outcomes-based thinking, you know, ahead of your presentation, where would be the best place to find you? Would it be LinkedIn, um, Slack? If that's yeah. all right. Just nominated your... Uh, <laughs> TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> watch Shane talk about outcomes-based thinking as he dances. <laughs> no, um, I'm just kidding. Um, on LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn is the best place, and it's just my name, Shane Ketterman. Honestly, I don't know if there's another one, and if there is, I don't know I'll, what to say. I'll but, link it. I'll link it in the podcast notes. Don't worry. I'll link it in the podcast exactly. Notes. Yeah, there like da, 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 Shane Dash. Um, There's a way around if, that. <laughs> if anybody listening is on the in one of the customer success, uh, you know, uh, communities, mm-hmm. you can find me there. Um, that's usually the best place. Um, that's yeah, Fab. that's the best. Sounds great. We'll get yeah, we'll get all of those links in the podcast notes. So, but anyway, thank you so much, Shane. Again, thank you very much, and you have a lovely rest of your day. You as well. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.